Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, I'm actually here in beautiful Lima, Peru. Just arrived in Peru a few days ago, traveling overland around South America. We came from Colombia into Ecuador, and now we're in Peru, heading to the world-famous Machu Picchu and in Bolivia. Uh, thanks to uh, some of our sponsors who made it possible, uh, the hostel here. Uh, they're sponsoring our stay, and also to Peru Hot, they're sponsoring our trip across Peru. Uh, so the hostel is called Hostel and Jolina. You know, they're sponsoring us for three nights here, not just for our stay, but also for our workshop, our Digital Mastery Workshop, which we do when we're traveling uh, around the world. We do them in different cities and countries. We did one in Medellin, Colombia, and now we're doing one this Saturday here in Lima, Peru. If you want any more info about any of that stuff, make sure you check out our website called digitalnomadmastery.com and also make sure you check us out all of our social media where you can find out more details about all the different uh, resources we provide fellow nomads. Uh, so speaking of fellow nomads, we actually have one on the show today. I actually had the opportunity to meet our guest today, Cassandra, over uh, a nice cup of coffee in, it's called Honey Tea and Coffee in Baños, Ecuador. And uh, we actually connected through our mutual friend who's actually going to be our, uh, one of our guests as well, Sterling Purdy. Uh, so Sterling actually um, um, you know, connected us, and uh, uh, when he knew I was in Baños for a few days, he's like, you got to meet Cassandra, you got to meet Cassandra. So I'm definitely glad we were able to meet, even though for a short while, and now we're still connected through the power of social media, and we have the opportunity to interview Cassandra on our show today, all about her travels. She actually went the other way. Uh, I'm coming from Colombia downwards, and she came from uh, Peru upwards, so we... Luckily, cross paths in the beautiful city of Banos. Uh, so I'm going to be interviewing Cassandra today all about her travels, her business, and more. Uh, why don't we get to know you a little bit better? Uh, you know, I got a chance to get to know you, but uh, uh, listeners and viewers don't know you yet. So why don't you do a quick background and uh, share a little bit more about yourself? Sure, cool. Thank you so much, Ricky. And it was wonderful meeting you here. Isn't it crazy how things kind of just come together? That sort of happened my whole trip, actually. I meet these wonderful people and things just work out amazingly. Um, so as far as how I ended up being in, in Banos, uh, I, so I'm from New Zealand and I have traveled a wee bit before and I had settled back in New Zealand for which I thought would be a long time. <laughs> and after a couple of years, I started getting itchy um, and I wasn't so happy in my job. So I trained as a speech and language therapist. So I was doing that in New Zealand. But I sort of knew that there was something more like the aspect I liked about my job was the coaching aspect. So I started doing some study and it just sort of worked out with timing that I, I started traveling when I wanted to start um, um, launching a business. So how that sort of came about is I ended up actually house sitting for 11 months in Auckland and saved up lot of money that would be able to last me for this trip so I bought a one-way ticket and I landed in Peru in May and I've been traveling since then. So uh, good on you for doing that one-way ticket it's a scary uh, feat when someone takes a one-way ticket without a flight back uh, we did the same thing we didn't uh, fly into Peru first we actually flew into Manila Philippines where my wife's from and then uh, we have we still don't have a return ticket and actually, she caused us a few problems when we, when we were actually in Trinidad and Tobago earlier this year. Uh, we arrived in Trinidad at the airport, and all of a sudden, they're like, where's your return ticket? Where's your return ticket? And we're like, 
we actually don't have one. We're not sure how long we're going to stay. We might stay longer or shorter, depending on who we like it. But they're like, we can't let you into the country without our tickets. So uh, luckily, here's a little travel hack for everyone watching. There's a website called Onward uh, Flight, uh, onwardflight.com. And uh, you can actually purchase a ticket, uh, rent a ticket. It's, uh, it's totally legal. Um, you can um, rent a ticket for $10. And uh, it's, it's literally someone's purchased your ticket and your name, refundable ticket, and uh, within 24 hours, uh, you can re uh, they refund it. But uh, uh, we got that done at the airport while we were waiting, and uh, we are showing the, we showed them the ticket. They let us in to Trinidad Tobago, luckily. Uh, but yeah, you know, not having that uh, onward ticket sometimes causes you problems. I, I, I don't know if you, you, have you faced that uh, at all in your travel with the vast view? I, I haven't personally, like in the airports, definitely I was questioned, but luckily they accepted my explanation of that I was busing. So out of Peru, I was busing in Ecuador as well. I'm going to be busing out to Colombia. So I was lucky, but I have definitely heard of other people in the same situation where they have not been allowed in. So yeah, I, I recommend that same website as well. Fly Forward, I think it is. Yeah, you know, like there's a few sites similar to that one. And, um, you know, we, we, when we flew into, we actually, after Trinidad and Tobago, we flew into Panama and then Colombia. And then when we got to Colombia, there was no problems. I was ready just in case, uh, you know, we might have problems to do onward ticket again. But uh, we flew in. They didn't ask us any questions whatsoever. And uh, they let us in easily. And then from there, we actually busing it as well. Uh, Colombia to Ecuador overland and then Ecuador Peru overland and then Peru to Bolivia overland, et cetera. So um, tell us about your journey. You actually started in uh, Lima, Peru, where I am, and you actually headed north. Uh, tell us about the journey, which cities uh, did you go to, and uh, what were some of the highlights in your journey uh, from Lima up to Banjo so far? Well, I actually started in Cusco, and um, so I went from Cusco, and then I went down to Puno, in, at the border, near the border of Bolivia and Peru, and then Arequipa, Huacachina, Lima, and then up um, into Ecuador. So in Ecuador, I've been to Guayaquil, Montanita, Cuenca, Baños, and Quito. Um, my highlights, I really loved Cusco. Cusco is a really nice city. It's really beautiful and full of culture and beautiful buildings, a lot of history, and of course Machu Picchu and the Sacred Valley are just absolutely stunning, <laughs> of course. And my other favorite place in, in Peru would be Huacachina. It's where they do the sandboarding, and it's beautiful. Oh, if you go, make sure you go in the afternoon so you can do a four o'clock tour, and it's better because it's two hours and you get to see the sunset out in the sand dunes, and it's absolutely stunning, like it was, probably the highlight of my trip so far. It was beautiful. Yeah, we're definitely doing that with the Peru Hop. Uh, you know, Peru Hop's awesome because they allow you to stop at different places and hop on hop off. And they actually have stops um, that kind of off the beaten path that aren't in the Lonely Planet or aren't in the typical Gringo Trail or the tourist trail. So we'll be definitely checking that out. Yeah, and that's really good. I was lucky that I was traveling with somebody who knew Spanish like fluently so we were able to sort of go off the trail a little bit more as well which was nice um yeah i think i think the the thing with south america is it's really handy to know a little bit of spanish because definitely in peru i found there were places where i don't know how you'd get by without spanish but even just the basic is is fine but and people appreciate when you try as well
You know, that, that's probably been my biggest struggle so far. We've been traveling around South America for about uh, four months now. Uh, from Brazil uh, and then up, uh, obviously Brazil is Portuguese, but then we went up to French Guyana and Suriname. Uh, Guyana, and that was actually not uh, Spanish, it was uh, French, Dutch, and then English. And then we're like, okay, we, we, we're we doing well. And also we got to Colombia, we're like, oh man, got to learn some Spanish. Ecuador, oh man, we got to learn some Spanish. Peru, same thing. Uh, you know, very few people uh, speak uh, English um, outside of the hotels or hostels. Uh, if you're taking buses, you're going to need Spanish. If you're going to restaurants, you're going to need Spanish. Uh, if you're going sightseeing, even uh, most of the tourist attractions, uh, even uh, museums and all like this, a lot of them don't even have English translations. So it's definitely a challenge. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're in their area, and uh, why should they speak English? They don't need it. They've survived, they've survived literally decades, if not centuries, if not millennia, without English, and uh, they're able to function well without the language. So it's our job to learn it. and. Uh, uh, tell us about how you've done it. What have you done to communicate with the locals? How have you learned the language, and how have you integrated uh, lang um, you know language learning into your travels? Yeah, I agree with you, Ricky. I think it's really important to learn language, um, and I think it's a respect thing as well, right? You know, we're coming into their culture. So I actually started learning Spanish in Cusco. I was there for a few weeks, and I did two weeks in a Spanish school and stayed with a host family. So that was great because they didn't speak any English. So I was forced to have to speak Spanish and listen to Spanish every day, all day. And I did four hours of Spanish school each day. I mean, it was exhausting, but it was it was awesome. And, it, and even only two weeks, it gave me that leg up that I needed. Um, and then I was fortunate in that my friend's family are in Guayaquil in Ecuador and they only speak Spanish as well. So I stayed with them for a couple of weeks. So it was just so much, you know, intensive Spanish, which really helped. Um, and yeah, like you said, like if you have to, like if I didn't have Spanish, I would be so lost having to take buses restaurants a bit easier in that you know you have the menu and you can point and whatnot but definitely yeah i i definitely recommend either learning before you come but ideally doing a spanish school when you're here and just chat with locals because that's how you learn and people know you know that you're not going to be perfect and they don't expect you to be perfect it's okay to make mistakes and that's how you learn that's how i learn when i say something silly and then they'll repeat it and i'll be like oh and then you have it etched in your mind. <laughs> yeah, you know, those locals uh, in pretty much all the countries we've been to have been super, super, super kind. And, uh, you know, when they when you even make an attempt, they're so uh, understanding and they're so happy that you're, you're they obviously understand that you're, you're a foreigner from a distant land. And you're coming to the country and you're trying to communicate and they really appreciate that. And then if you say slow down, they'll slow down. And they're very kind people. That's one of my uh, favorite parts of traveling this region is that the people are so hospitable, always have these beautiful smiles on their face, and uh, yeah, uh, just uh, super uh, hospitable. Uh, so um, uh, what have you done to actually um, uh, find out about these homestays? I mean, obviously homestays are a great way. What have you done to learn about, uh, find out about language schools? Do you book it up online? Do you show up? Do you ask local recommendations? Uh, do you look in the job board or the, the, the lessons board or the Lonely Planet? How have you, um, um, found those lessons? Um, for my lessons in Cusco, I had just searched on the internet before I arrived in Peru, actually. I did it from New Zealand because I sort of wanted to have something set up before I came. 
Um, but it, I hadn't booked it then. So what I did is I identified where I really wanted to go. And then when I arrived in Cusco, I went and met with them and just made sure it was a good fit. Um, and then went from there really. But I mean, there's so many language schools and if you go to hostels, they can recommend different ones. Um, you know, there's, what's good about Google is that you can see all the reviews like on TripAdvisor and things like that. So that's helpful. But you know, there's a lot of good Spanish schools and there's a lot of choices, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are a lot of choices, everything from schools. We, we've been trying a few methods. Um, when we were in Medellin, we were actually there for a good month and we had a, a private tutor come to our uh, condo, Airbnb, and it was only about 10 US uh, an hour, so very reasonably priced, uh, especially considering he would actually come out of his way, arrive in a place, uh, you know, he actually had this big white board and he would carry it on, his, on the, uh, the local transport and then come and teach us and then leave and it was only 10 bucks uh, no extra fees for transport etc that was good plus we're doing it online uh, my good buddy Alvaro is actually teaching me we're doing a little bit of exchange and uh, uh, that, that helps um, uh, to do it online um, uh, so yeah and then obviously a school is a good option as well so Cassandra you know one of the big questions people have uh, when it comes to travel is like the money question how do you find it? How, how do you make money while traveling? And uh, did you win a lottery? Or are you a millionaire? Or uh, you know, like all these questions about uh, the money. I'm sure you get them, and I know I get them as well. And the part of the reason we started this podcast is to show all the different ways that people can make money, including the stuff you're doing. So why don't you walk us through some of the ways you're able to fund your travels? So first off, the the way I fund, funded my travel, and I'm still funding my travel right now, is that I house it. So I sort of hit this point where I had a bit of a, a breakdown and was sobbing on my floor because I was just didn't know what to do because I was in so much debt and I, I was always living off of my credit card. And last June, last June last year, I just hit that point. I was like, I've got to do something. So a friend suggested house sitting and I thought, okay, why not? And then it sort of just worked out really organically that I managed to house it for 11 months. So I didn't pay rent, I didn't pay any bills. All I paid for 11 months was for gas, petrol, and car insurance and groceries, and that's all. So I saved a massive amount. So I was saving what I would be paying on rent and bills each month. Um, and that allowed me to pay off some of my debt and it allowed me to have enough money to fund my travel. So, so far I'm four months in and I still have in New Zealand dollars, $7,000 left. Um, so yeah, I, I like, it was, it was a big push and I saved really hard and, and I made a massive effort to really focus that and I cut down my spending. So it was like, when there's a wall, there's a way, you know, like I really wanted to get out of, out of my job and I knew that this was my opportunity. So I really put my effort into that. Um, and saying that I would like not to spend that all. So now comes my next endeavor, which is starting my business while I'm traveling. So my goal is that that's going to be set up and then I'm going to be earning money from that each month, which will then fund my travel. So that means that I don't have to be on such a tight budget and, you know, and worrying about money and not doing different activities because I'm worried that I'll have to go home early. Um, yeah, so that's sort of where I'm at right now in the process of launching my business. 
Yeah, and it's definitely good that you've actually um, set yourself a base uh, in Banyos quarter because uh, when you're traveling and you're checking in, checking out, and uh, you know you don't have the stable Wi-Fi, you know, uh, and obviously you're stressed out with taking buses and packing and packing, um, you know, learning about the city. It's a lot harder to run a business, as I found, uh, and uh, that's one of the reasons we just stopped. Like when we were in Medellin, Colombia, we're like. This is a big digital nomad hotspot. We just need a break, so let's get the work done. And I was actually way more productive. And now that we left Colombia, going to Ecuador, Peru, it's been much harder. Uh, uh, I, I think one of the main reasons is just the stress and uh, the Wi-Fi and packing and packing, all those factors. So, uh, have you found the same thing? You know, when you were traveling from Peru uh, into Ecuador, definitely much less productive. And now that you're in Banos, much, 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 much more productive. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I struggled majorly throughout my trip in Peru to get organized and to actually create a plan and do something. Um, and actually it wasn't until I got to Ecuador where I started saying staying longer term. So I was first of all somewhere for two weeks and then somewhere for a week and then somewhere for three weeks. Um, so I stayed a little bit longer and yes, the Wi-Fi issue is, is the big thing. So for me, like when I was checking into hostels, making sure that the reviews said that it was good Wi-Fi, um, other than that, I just sourced out the good cafes and restaurants and <laughs> end up spending so much time in those using the Wi-Fi there. Um, but yeah, it's definitely staying somewhere for a longer period of time is the way to go and for me it's not only just about being productive which is obviously a major bonus but it's like you get to just sort of de-stress you get to unwind you get to be a part of the culture you get to meet locals make friends because you know with the with my situation and that i'm traveling alone you know you're always somewhere different you're meeting new people and it's amazing you make these amazing connections but then of course you have to say goodbye all the time so it's nice sort of just being somewhere and having some connections and seeing people week to week it's really nice yeah you totally need that community you know not just where you're in your hometown but when you're traveling you need that community too and uh, online doesn't cut it you can you can connect with friends on facebook or linkedin and uh, you know like uh, social media email but it's definitely not the same as that in-person eye-to-eye face-to-face connection that uh the the friendships the coffees the uh, you know sharing your, your challenges i think that's very important uh, because life is an entrepreneur especially if you're solo like you you are you definitely face these difficulties and uh, if you try to face it alone you're definitely gonna it's gonna pile up in terms of the emotional the mental psychological strife so you definitely need an outlet to share those things yeah yeah definitely and i've been very lucky in that all along my travels i've met amazing people um from locals to other travelers to now like in banos um our mutual friend sterling and his family are living here so that's really nice but you know you have to be proactive in that i'm i'm the type of person that will just go and start up a conversation with someone in a cafe and i wasn't always like that but traveling has made me do that because it's either like just sit there and be like oh like i'll just sit on my computer again or I can actually like put myself out there and make an effort and start connecting. And I mean, that's very rarely had any negative consequences, if at all, actually. It's, you know, it's always been a really nice way to connect with people. 
And it's not always that you end up with good friendships, but you might end up with a really awesome conversation and you learn something new about them or their culture or somewhere where you can visit. You know, it's so putting yourself out there like that is really valuable. Sure. It is, it is. Um, so I'm curious to you know about your vision uh, going forward. This is obviously the hardest question that every traveler faces because we don't even know what tomorrow brings or next week brings, but I'm curious to know uh, where do you see yourself in the next few months? Uh, you're based in Banos. Uh, I think you're heading up to Colombia, but tell us more about your travel plans, your business plans, life plans, etc. <laughs> um, so I am going to be in Banos probably for another two or three weeks, at least two weeks, probably three. I've been here for nearly three already. Um, and then after that, yep, I'm going to go up to Colombia because my Ecuadorian visa is running out. Um, so I'm really excited to head to Columbia, actually. Everyone says amazing things. And I'm excited to see about the shared workspaces in, in Medellin and the expat community. So that would be cool. Um, after that, the plan is to head up through Central America and go up into Vancouver, where I think I'm going to take up the two-year working visa um, and, and live there. Like, I have no idea as far as timing goes. I'll just sort of go with the flow. Like, if I like somewhere, I'll stay. If I don't, I'll move on. <laughs> so that's the travel side of it. Um, with my business, I am, like I said, just at the beginning of launching. So um, really excited about that. I've got my packages together, and I'm pretty much ready to go. Um, so my, my target market is around um that that quarter life crossroads period so you know 20s to 30s people that are that are struggling with some clarity issues around what they want to do with their life career feeling a bit restless but sort of don't know how to figure out what they want struggling with some mindset stuff um confidence so you know that was very much me two years ago or even just a little over a year ago so I know what that's like and and I myself worked with a coach and it was hugely hugely beneficial and helping me create action plans and and really getting a clear idea and also being able to have that support while I push through the fear you know it's it's not easy deciding to sell everything you own and quit your job and buy a one-way ticket to South America when you're by yourself um but for me, that was my freedom. Um, and that was me living my authentic life. Obviously, for other people, it will be different. But it's about, it's about you know, working with people to find out what, what, what is your freedom? What's, you know, what's clear for you? What do you want to work towards? So that's the sort of thing that I want to be working with people. Um, and, you know, looking at mindset and, and really, when I mean mindset, I mean, you know, the way we think about um, ourselves and about life and, and thinking about how we can use gratitude and, and other aspects to really, you know, lift, lift our mindset up and help us push through that fear and pretty much just know that we're awesome and that we can do whatever we want. Yeah, it's all about the mindset, uh, you know, you definitely need to work on it, uh, you know, remove the stinky thinking, get rid of the inner critic. And uh, keep yourself positive and, uh, you know, surrounding yourself with those positive people. You mentioned Sterling and some of your other connections there. Definitely helps. And listening to podcasts such as this one is great because you, you get inspired from other travelers, other digital nomads, other internet entrepreneurs, other coaches, etc. 
So, um, Sandra, to wrap up here, if people want to connect with you, reach out to you, uh, you know, follow you on social media, follow your travels and your coaching business, etc. How can they uh, connect with you? Um, so my website is, is about two weeks away from being launched and that's CassandraRose.co, C-O. Um, otherwise my Facebook page is Cassandra Rose and that's my Facebook business page. So on there, I've, I'm starting to put up some blog posts and do Facebook lives. Um, you can also email me at Cassandra at CassandraRose.co and that comes straight through to me. Um, so I offer discovery calls. So the, you know, get acquainted, have a chat about how we can work together. Um, so that's totally free. And also um, just for your listeners, the first five people that contact me can have a free 90 minute code on one and they'll get a really a clear plan to take steps towards finding their clarity from that. Amazing offer. Definitely encourage uh, you guys who are watching and listening to take, uh, take Sandra up on that offer. You know, I know her personally. She's definitely a great uh, coach and uh, has lots of experience and insight. And she's also living her dreams, you know, and she's gone through those struggles. And uh, yeah. part of what makes a good coach is that, that they've gone through those hard times and they've come out on the other side. They can literally see the light uh, shining through the window there on the other side. So I've gone through those challenges and I'm on the other side, living my dreams, traveling the world. And so are you, Cassandra. So it was great to have you on the show. Very inspiring. And I'm sure we'll connect uh, maybe even in Vancouver, uh, where I'm from, but uh, definitely on the road somewhere. I will definitely see you next year in Vancouver. Thank you so much, Ricky. It was really great chatting. Thank you to you too, and uh, you know, uh, definitely great to connect again. And thanks to you uh, who are watching and listening from around the world, whether you're listening on iTunes or on, uh, your exercise or on your drive home or your drive to work or at the comfort of your home. Thanks to you who are watching on YouTube. Uh, and thanks to everyone who's uh, followed us from the beginning on our journey. Uh, make sure you follow us at daddyblogger.com. Thanks again to our sponsors over here in Peru, Peru Hop, and to our hostel here uh, who's accommodating our uh, workshop, which we'll be holding in this room, and it's all set up for the workshop this Saturday. Uh, so thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Make sure you connect with Cassandra. I'll have those links below. If you're watching this on YouTube, they'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening on iTunes, they'll be right in the show notes. And uh, thanks everyone. Make sure you connect with us, digitalnomadmastery.com and digitalnomadmastery across the web. So uh, thank you and happy travels, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Ciao.